A black man in Alabama at the peak of Jim Crow laws has the whole world stacked against him. Despite the racism and oppression that followed him his entire life, Percy Julian beat the odds and didn't let the hate stop him. Percy Julian was born April 11th in 1899 in Montgomery, Alabama, and he was the oldest of six children. So he was a young black man in the height of the Jim Crow era, and he was living in Alabama. So you can basically call this the center, the epicenter of segregation and racism, and not a good time or place to be a black man uh, in general. And his grandfather was a slave. Um, His father, his immediate father, was uh, not a slave, but he, he worked as a clerk, and actually eventually he graduated from Alabama State University, where he met Percy's mother. So he was a very he was a successful black man uh, before even Percy was born. But despite his parents' success in overcoming the adversity and oppression that they faced, the family still were facing hyper-racism and depression. As a child, Percy recalled a time when he actually found a body of a lynched man uh, just while walking through the woods near his house. So that's you could imagine, terribly, terribly scarring. And so, you know, this this period was incredibly difficult for African-Americans, um, especially for attending higher education, uh, which was his goal, and his parents set that goal for him, despite all the barriers in their way. And Percy's impressive grades were enough so that he was able to eventually get accepted as one of six black students in his class at DePauw University. This is in Greencastle, Indiana. <clears throat> So this kid's killing it. Percy's doing well. Uh, But the university he gets there shows up and he's expecting like, oh, I'm going to move into a dorm and everything. They didn't warn him beforehand. He gets there and they refuse him housing because he's black. So now he's like, all right, I guess I'll just live in an apartment. So he starts renting an apartment out nearby. Uh, But the cost was so expensive that he couldn't afford it, obviously. So now he's just living on the streets. And he, he was going days without eating at some points. He's living on the streets and still attending his classes because he was, you know, he was a student. He just didn't have anywhere to live. Uh, eventually, though, he finds a fraternity on campus. This is Phi Beta Kappa. So this frat offers Percy a job uh, as their personal butler. They didn't pay him. In exchange for his job as a butler, he was allowed to live in the attic of their frat house and he could eat their food. Not good at all. Better than homeless? Nah. Nah. They didn't uh, really, they didn't abuse him physically, but they, I mean, used him aggressively and made him work for no pay and just to live in in a dirty frat attic. Right. And he had to make them sandwiches and stuff. (laughs) Like, it was not good. But he took the offer and he grinded through it. And eventually he was, you know, he wanted to do it in spite kind of of these people. And so after four years, Percy graduates from DePauw with a degree in chemistry, and he ended up being the valedictorian. And so, you know, top of the class, he has to give the speech at his college graduation ceremony. And he does it begrudgingly, and he addressed the treatment um, as a slave in the frat house to the university during his speech. It was, I wish there was video of this, because that sounds so badass to just call these people out on their racism in front of them all and to be the highest ranking graduate in your class. Uh, it had to be a big moment for him. So after that, Percy wanted to pursue his doctorate in chemistry. Uh, so Harvard reaches out to him and they offer Percy an assistantship where he could earn his MS in chemistry. But 
There's backlash from the faculty when they found out he was black. Not just the faculty, the faculty and the students. You know, they were like... Well, they we're reached not. out to him and offered him something and they, they like didn't know? They, I think the admissions knew, but when the faculty on, found out... Harvard! Yeah, when the, the science department was like, oh, this grad student's a black man, uh, oh I don't God. think so. So they retracted his offer. Right, valedictorian. Right. Yeah. They retracted it, yeah. So no schools were accepting him. Uh, into their PhD programs. So instead he taught chemistry for, he got hired by Howard university and taught there for seven years. And, um, you know, he was doing that for a while and eventually he gets an offer from the university of Vienna, which is Vienna, Austria. And they offer him a fellowship so he can earn his PhD finally. So he takes the offers, the offer and goes uh, to Vienna and he eventually earns it and becomes the first African American to earn uh, their PhD in chemistry. So that's a fun little, Tidbit. Tidbit. Right. So while he's in Vienna, Percy starts <laughs> right. <laughs> he starts writing these letters to his former colleagues that he worked with at Howard. Uh, one guy in particular named Jacob Shohan, who had become the director of the program there. Uh, so he's writing these letters to him about his adventures in Europe. These letters are really descriptive, specifically stories about the women he slept with there. Some of the letters were really explicit full of all the drugs he took, the parties he went to, and the sex while he had in Europe. Uh, So, you know, he's basically bragging in them, saying, like, dude, this girl I met in Vienna, she was, like, a 10, and, yeah, that type of stuff in these letters, Um, but more in, you know, early 20th century language. She was, like, a 10. (laughs) Right. God. (laughs) Uh, So, Julian comes back to the U.S., and Howard offers him a job. Howard University offers him a job as the as the director of the chemistry department, which is the job that Shohan had, the guy who he was writing these letters to. And so the university asks Shohan to resign because they want to hire Percy into the position. Damn, yeah. Percy. So Shohan's like, nah, because of all those dude. tens. <laughs> right. Well, he did. He ended up resigning so Percy could take his job, but he resented Percy for it. And so uh, he released the letters that Percy wrote to him. Uh, oh, <laughs> and they got yeah. published. There's always a catch. There's always a catch. And they got published always in the catch. local newspaper. So now the school's like, dude, not cool with the letters. <laughs> At the same time. Dude, not cool. <laughs> more news came out that Percy had been sleeping with two of his colleagues' wives. Not his colleagues. His colleagues' wives. Right. Uh, after he had returned. So he was basically a player sleeping with all his co-workers' wives. Not Shohan's wife, but some other people. Uh, so eventually the school's like, you got to step down from your position. So Man. he resigned. So then he's, you know, going around. He's like, now what do I do? Percy starts applying to a bunch of different university jobs across the country, but was denied all over the place, pretty much because he was black and also because of, you know, his sexual past. So it didn't fly back then, but now. Right, for some reason. Perfectly fine. Nice, nice, nice. nice. Uh, Eventually. The sex part. Do you know the company Glidden, the the paint company, is what they're mostly known for now? They're actually based out of Cleveland, and their headquarters are in Strongsville. Uh, Glidden offers him a job as the director of research, and he accepts the position, and they offered him a ton of money, like $400,000 in today's money. Uh, was his ah. starting salary. Uh, so he starts doing some pretty cool studies while, while he's there. That eventually changed the world. 
So he starts working with um, hormones and steroids. That's like his his like expertise. And it's a relatively new discovery at the time. Like the scientists had only recently discovered what hormones even were and how to make steroids. So, you know, they needed hundreds of pounds originally. This is how they would get hormones. They would need hundreds of pounds of animal spinal cords and extract and extract yeah extract hormones. My uh, God. Could you imagine you're just getting bags, garbage bags full of hundreds of pounds of spines, spinal cords? <laughs> uh, so Percy's like, and that was really expensive yeah. and difficult to do. You need just to get like a milligram of hormones. I don't know, something small. So Percy discovers a way to extract hormones from soybean oil instead, which is way easier to obtain and way cheaper, and you could get way more out of it. So he synthesizes the first pound of progesterone. Um, extracted from soy soy oil soybean oil soil soil <laughs> nah, <come on. laughs> so anyways uh they he gets this pound of progesterone and it gets transported in an armored vehicle and it's used on an animal to see if it actually would work and it proves successful so now it's like what did this guy just what did it change do the to world? the animal um i don't know what the specific study was but i know progesterone is usually used for pregnancies so it might have made it produce more i don't know milk or something uh pharmaceutical <laughs> companies right. are like this is great because now they're able to produce hormones at an industrial level just by using and charge even more for it when it's cheaper to produce actually no Probably. um it no? cut the cost of the hormones tremendously and made them affordable because it it basically dropped the price of like if you needed steroids or something at that time it was like four grand and it dropped it by uh to like four hundred dollars so what is that I can't do the math. 90%. Yeah, whatever. 400. All right. From 4,400. Anyways, this discovery saved, it saved millions of lives and it made Percy a very wealthy man. We're talking a millions of dollars after this. Julian goes on, Percy Julian goes on to discover and patent 130 major biochemical processes. Well. Yeah. During this time, he would get married to one of the women that he was having the affair with back at Howard. So uh, he locked that in. Some life material there, and well, um, locked it down. Even yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Same thing. They went on to have two kids. Locked it in. Locked it in. <laughs> and then, uh, like, it's a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your final locked answer? It, locked yeah, it yeah, in. Yeah, locked yeah. It. So Percy moved his family into a town called Oak Park. <laughs> Oak Park was a wealthy suburb, a wealthy white suburb outside of Chicago, and uh, his family was the first black family to ever live there. So many of the locals were split, and half of them were really welcoming of the family, and the other half were resisting. And on their first Thanksgiving day, living in their new home in, in uh, Oak Park, somebody drives by and throws sticks of dynamite at their house, which uh, destroyed the entire foyer. Where do you get sticks of dynamite, <laughs> and why are you targeting the foyer? <laughs> it's, well, they're trying to, I think, kill the family, but it's it just foyer? blew up. Foyer? I don't know. The, the facade, I, like I suppose. Uh, no. It destroyed the front of the home. Yeah. And luckily nobody was hurt, uh, but the house was ruined. Dynamite. But fortunately, I mean, he was a millionaire, so it was he was able to cover the costs. So Percy gets together with his neighbors who are you know, on his side, and they form a community that's going to combat this. And so they basically start like their own neighborhood night watch. And Percy's son recalls he would spend his summer evenings just sitting on the porch with his dad holding shotguns they would just sit on the porch with <laughs> shotguns waiting for attacks and he was like yeah i was i remember Old being a kid son bonding. yeah and i would sit on the porch with 
father and you know we'd hold shotguns and he specifically told the story about how a time his dad percy made him climb up in a tree with a shotgun and like in a hiding spot so he could like point at the front door and he's like yeah and then when like the they come up to like knock on their door just fire away my god (laughs) so that's you know that was in illinois so you can only imagine you know don't throw dynamite at houses right 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 i mean I think that's pretty justified right. <laughs> behavior. <clears throat> so, uh, what else happened? Uh. <laughs> so, Julian, uh, Percy Julian works with Glidden for 18 years before he leaves, and he wants to start his own research firm, which he does. And he would, you know, this research, he wants to incorporate people of color, you know, black the black community, minority groups, women, uh, all the people that he also knew were excluded from the industry that he was excluded from. And so that's what he built his, his research firm on. And they were incredibly successful. He would go on to continue and invent numerous chemicals and methods that I, you know, I read about, but I couldn't explain them back to you. Any other words, Right. but I understand that a lot of his very important stuff, mostly dealing with hormones. Uh, and his work actually cut costs tr- tremendously because of the deals that he made with the pharmaceutical companies. Uh, so where Percy could have had been making billions of dollars off of his patents, he actually dropped the prices so low that his independent research company, they weren't making like any margins on the sales. They were pretty much, they were almost going in debt because of how low they put uh, the cost on their things and selling it to these pharmaceutical companies. Now, they obviously would jack up the prices more, but it still was low enough to help cut costs to make this medication and steroids available to the general public, which was new and saved, you know, millions of lives. And so Percy retired after selling his company for $20 million and was awarded numerous national awards and recognitions. And in 1973, Percy was finally inducted into the National Academy of Sciences. And then just two years later, at the age of 76, Percy died of liver cancer. Couldn't solve that one. But... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nonetheless, was a very, very smart man, and I am impressed by him. I like stories like that, where it's just the world is stacked against you, and uh, bada boom, you beat them all, whatever that means. Percy Julian was a black child born into the epicenter of racism and segregation. The world was against him at every turn, yet Percy never gave up. He powered through and overcame the odds. Percy Julian earned his PhD and became one of the most prolific chemists the world has ever seen. Do you guys like Unsung? Me either. Circle (laughs) A for yes. Percy Julian. I can't wait to eat my Larry's Legend later. Yeah, Larry's Legend. Guys, Larry's is Legend that? is a sandwich. It is a grilled chicken breast on... Uh, it's a grilled chicken breast with bacon, uh, lettuce. Well, I actually get spinach, not lettuce. I do spinach. Bacon, spinach, honey mustard, barbecue sauce, onions, and banana peppers. <clears throat> Here's the thing. On, Here's on, the thing. on a pretzel bun. Here's the thing. Right, let's hear it. I just don't think barbecue sauce and honey mustard will go together. You wouldn't think so, but if you the just... The rest of it sounds good. It's actually except incredible. Except for the banana peppers. Do you make it? Who's it named after? Is it the Larry we all know? 
Well, I'm pitching them to name it after Percy Julian, but you're gonna change Larry's set. <laughs> it's irrelevant to, to the, the to anything, but hormones maybe, and the chickens that I put in the chickens probably come from the soil. Come on, ah, come geez. on, come on, ladies and gentlemen, I am your host. <laughs> come on, why am I so oily? I'm the most oily face. Have I've you ever. tried showering at least once a week? I haven't showered once ever. Yeah. <laughs> I only take sponge baths. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a stinky, stinky man. Stinky. Thanks for listening to Unsung. We'll be back next week with two new stories. Be sure to subscribe if you like the show and leave us a review to let us know what you think. Unsung, uh, if you, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, it's researched and written by Ryan Muskin. Yeah, and I do, you know, and I do all and the editing. Well, he doesn't do any of the editing. But <laughs> I do. He, he presses record and then I get the file. <laughs> and then... Uh, it's produced and the music and everything. We are not. Is, we're know, not in the same room. Believe it or not, composed and not in the same performed room. by me. You would think we are. We're yeah. in totally different cities. Levi, Rainy does the music. Miles apart. Hundreds of miles apart. Hundreds of thousands of dollars apart. In debt. We are in serious debt. Please start sending us money. <laughs> <laughs> and heart and heartburn and heartburn. For the love of God, uh, if there's any doctors out there. Oh, I forgot to hit record, I dude. I forgot to press I record. Oh man, it's really funny. No, it is. It's funny. It's, it's a, a really good, good joke. joke. Well, I'm gonna. It was good the first episode, <laughs> the second episode. I'm gonna the third hit, episode. Hit the stop record button. Fifth, fifth episode. Yep. Don't forget next week well, we've got two interesting people, and it will be the season finale. Season finale because yes. there's only twelve episodes. Get it? 12 we did twelve episodes, episodes for the season. And uh, so episode eleven will be great, and episode twelve should hopefully be an extended version and a nice. Let's do it. Let's do episode twelve. Let's make it a six-hour, a six-hour f- uh, uh, epic. Yeah, like a marathon episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so episode twelve will be a six-hour epic. <laughs> six-hour epic episode twelve, and then uh, episode eleven will just be normal garbage. Even it'll yeah. be trash. Don't even waste your time. Eleven will Don't be waste your time. Normal, uh, but twelve six-hour epic. Please share this show with your friends. Please, for the love of God. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> for the love of God. Please, what? please. Anyways, nah. I'm going to hit stop recording now. Nah.